0: The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Something just hit me as I was preparing to get ready to go back live on the air. I heard that previous uh, comment and the woman said, this is a stressful time. It is, but keep perspective, okay? Like, what I don't want to do is give you the information I give you every day to illuminate a part of the picture on COVID that you're not getting from the mainstream media. I'm not doing that to ratchet up your stress or anger you or, heaven forbid, prompt you to... um, get physical or violent or loud or obnoxious with anyone Uh, i said the other day i think a part of the perhaps designed end game of this perhaps a useful to the democrats outgrowth of this dangling and dangling of freedom and compromising of your liberties perhaps (laughs) design perhaps uh Mm, convenient bonus, is that the more they push, aggravate, and frustrate you, the more it raises the possibility that conservatives will react like they reacted January the 6th in Washington, D.C. That was not a smart reaction, nor is it a smart reaction to physically confront someone, scream at someone, that will only give more weight to the sledgehammer they're already making January 6th out to be. So keep it cool. Just, you can, a quiet, firm response has more weight than a loud, angry one. No, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. You know, thank you, but I don't care to do that. Don't need a mask. Thank you very much. That kind of thing. That's what we're looking for. If you don't think this is political, just ask yourself a question. How many Democrats are standing up for lack of mask mandates, lack of vaccine mandates. Could you imagine if a powerful Democratic politician said something along the lines of, no, we can't, we can't investigate whether people have the vaccine. That's just not something that we could do. Could you imagine how that would sound like? We cannot require someone to be vaccinated. That's just not what we can do. It is a matter of privacy to know who is or who isn't. I can't go to the Capitol physician and say, "Give me the names of people who aren't vaccinated," so I can go encourage them to, or make it known to others to encourage them to be vaccinated. Uh, so we can't, we can't do that. That was three months ago, when House Speaker Nancy Pelosi actually did say that. <laughs> Now she's instituted fines in uh, Washington D.C. in the House for those who are not vaccinated, and she dearly love to know who's not. And of course, anytime wannabe Ohio Senator Tim Ryan gets up, there is bound to be screaming and whining. Somebody in this chamber is coming from a hot spot. Somebody represents the hot spots. And they get in a plane, and they fly here, and they interact with all of us. I just find it absolutely immature and appalling to somehow diminish it, to try to score cheap political points. And that's exactly what we saw a few minutes ago. You know, coincidentally, I find it immature and appalling when a politician gets up, and every single time he's captured on camera, in the people's house, he's screaming and whining. So I guess Tim Ryan and I have that in common. And if I ever get the chance to talk to him, I will mention it. Uh, Joe Biden said something yesterday about nationwide vaccine mandates. He certainly raised the possibility of it, which prompted this question today at the White House from Peter Ducey to uh, Kareen St. Pierre which, of course, she did not answer. The president said yesterday, it is still a question whether the federal government can mandate the whole country to get vaccinated. He said, I don't know that yet. Does that mean he has asked the Justice Department to see if it's legal uh-huh. to make so- everybody get a vaccinated? So uh, what, when he said that across about the mandate across the country, um, you know, I, I would encourage you to to read his statements uh, and make sure you read the contents of his remarks. So a national vaccine requirement is not under consideration at this time. That's where we are with that. But has he asked the Justice Department to see if it's even possible? I, I don't have any more to add to that. She can't wait for Jen Psaki to come back to work. She can't wait. Get her out of the spotlight. She's not nearly as good a liar as Jen Psaki is. Uh, She looks like a sweet young lady. (laughs) Over her head, but a sweet young lady. So back to the Cape Cod outbreak. And whether you should be afraid of it or not. Gave the numbers on that. Uh, 882 people over 4th of July weekend in Provincetown, Massachusetts, which is Cape Cod. 882 people were found to be infected with COVID-19. A breakthrough infection hotspot because 74% of the people who came down with COVID were supposedly bulletproof by having been fully vaccinated. Um, Five hospitalized, nobody died. But the number of positive tests has now become the barometer. Not ICU admissions, not deaths, not hospitalizations, just testing positive. Test positive, oh my, we have to do something. Now, before this, the health insurance or the health experts, rather, thought breakthrough infections would be rare. I mean, you're vaccinated, right? The vaccines work. They've been telling us the vaccines work. And if uh, an inoculated person did get a breakthrough infection, mm, we wouldn't even know because they wouldn't have symptoms. Instead, they had a high degree of symptoms. And then they also thought, well, It's no real big deal if they get symptoms because they're not going to spread it. Well, the numbers would suggest from the uh, number of cases that they did spread it. So remember when Anthony Fauci said uh, yesterday that uh, the virus had changed? Here he is, in case you forgot. Something has changed, and what has changed is the virus The CDC hasn't changed and the CDC hasn't really flip-flopped at all. What's happened is that when that earlier recommendation was made, we were dealing predominantly with the alpha variant. However, now we are dealing with the delta variant, which is really quite a lot more transmissible than the alpha variant. So did the virus change or were they just wrong? He can plead that. He can say, well, we need a, a variant. Didn't they tell us up front the variants? This would be very effective against the variants. The variants, the variants, the variants. Oh, get that vaccine. It's good for the variants. I will allow that he might be right. I will also allow that he could have portrayed it as what we said has proven to be wrong. The more we get information, the more we find out. That, in my opinion, maybe in yours, would be so much more effective A message to give to people than to always act like you have every answer and to, and this is something they're very bad at, their tone and their certainty and then their incorrect statements border on or cross over the border of condescension. Nobody likes to be condescended to. I think people generally embrace humility. If he, Walensky, any of these people would get up and say, we thought this based on this. We've found out as we've gained more data, the greater clarity we receive, we were wrong initially. We weren't trying to be wrong, of course, but we were wrong initially. But they're not going to ever do that. And it's unfortunate because the more that they fail to do it, I think the more they undermine their cause of getting people to see the merits in any part of their case. Some of their case might have merits. I'm I'm sure they're not. I am sure they're not trying to lie to you. I just think they're so enamored with this idea, and I don't know why, and I don't know how it shifted from, we're going to try to keep you from dying, To We're going to try to keep you from getting infected it is not they have set a goal that is unachievable this nobody can get infected goal it is unachievable you are going to get infected i've been infected i fully anticipate if a virus is going around it's a thousand times more contagious it's as contagious as chickenpox i expect in the next couple of weeks i'm going to get infected maybe i'll know maybe i won't But I'm certainly not panicked about it. And again, Anthony Fauci, every single time he talks about viral load, I'm going to go right back to the CDC's own website. And I'm going to be aggravated because he continues to repeat a direct contradiction to what the CDC says on its own website about the measurability and the usefulness of the measurability of viral load. Can... Viral load predict how infectious an individual with COVID-19 is. This is from the CDC website. The answer on the site is no. These values should not be used to determine a patient's viral load, how infectious a person may be, or when a person can be released from isolation or quarantine. So you want to make the common sense argument, oh, if your viral load is bigger, you're more contagious. But your own site says that's not necessarily something that you should do. And so they continue to stub their own toe time after time after time after time. And it's frustrating to watch. Similarly, it's frustrating for me when I hear people I know who have a business talk about all the things that they have on their plate. And one of the things that they have on their plate is trying to figure out how to attract or serve their employees better. Because that's where I step right in and I go, well, that's something you don't have to do. Sure we do. we got to keep our employees on. I want to lose the good ones. They're hard to find, particularly now. And I'm like, no, I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying don't you do it. Let auiinfo.com do it because they'll do it free. Ah, oh, it's not worth anything if it's free. Yes, it is. Auiinfo.com does it free for you as a business owner, but they don't do it free. They're paid by the companies that offer benefits that they put you in contact with that you select. Notice nowhere in there did I say that you're forced to pick new benefits or forced to add to your benefits or forced to take them from a certain carrier because you're not. You are 100% in control of the choice. It's just that there's an entire array of brokers out there who do this for businesses. And as a small business, you may not know about it. Trust me, they know about it at the big businesses. The small businesses, you don't know about it. You got two employees, you got 50, you got one employee. You should be on auinfo.com as soon as I finish telling you about them, so you can ask them, hey, what can you do for me? Help me with HR, help me with benefits, help reduce my costs, research all this stuff for me. Bruce says you can do it. Can you? The answer is yes. The answer is they will, but only if you go to auiinfo.com. Auiinfo.com. You may remember last summer about the time everybody was aching to shed COVID lockdown and mask mandates that stories circulated nationally, painting dire consequences for the big motorcycle rally that they have every summer in Sturgis, South Dakota. Motorcycle people are, of course, free spirited like to be out on the open road. And uh, thousands of them converge on South Dakota every year. Many of them coming from many states away. Well, this was seen as dire, dangerous. And it was going to lead to a super spreader event. So, I'm looking at a story from the uh, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Dated September 8, 2020. Allow me to read it to you. The Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in South Dakota spread COVID-19 to hundreds of thousands of people nationwide, and its public health costs totaled billions of dollars, researchers said in a recently released paper. Those conclusions, however, are strongly disputed by South Dakota officials, including Governor Kristi Noem, who called the research. Fiction. Researchers at San Diego State University's Center for Health Economics and Policy Studies beg to differ. They published a preliminary version of their paper late last week with the Institute for Labor Economics. Wow. The Center for Health Economics and Policy and the Institute for Labor Economics. Christy Noem is biting off a lot there to fight. Uh, The paper, which has not been peer-reviewed, is based on cell phone location tracking data and is the first known research to estimate the COVID-19 case spread and public health costs of the 10-day rally in Sturgis, South Dakota. Researchers found and now reveal that the rally was linked to about 267,000 cases of covid with an all-in public health cost of $12.2 billion. Wow. Wow. That was last September. Uh, here is independent journalist Cheryl Atkison and what she is going to be reporting on Sunday's edition of Full Measure News with a little bit more research and the benefit of perspective. Of all the Sturgis rallies, there's never been one quite like last year's. 460,000 bikers descended upon the black hills of South Dakota at the height of the coronavirus pandemic, making it one of the year's most criticized events. The hard data showed that there were about 260 cases that came from here. Now the reality was there were probably some additional cases beyond what those 260 that were immediately traced here, but to try to state that there were a quarter million. I mean, that's just ridiculous, and it was fanciful, and it was just pushing their narrative. 260 cases, not 267,000. Sometimes you're just so close to a situation you can't see it clearly, or you so badly want to see a certain thing you can't see it clearly. Case in point, today's dispatch has a very interesting story. On downtown apartments in Columbus, Jim Weicker writes, Columbus area apartments are in high demand, but there are a lot of deals downtown where most complexes are offering promotions. And the story goes on to list uh, promotions downtown, free months rent, two months free rent, uh, up to $1,500 off if you move in in August. Flexible leases, other inducements like scooters and Visa gift cards. The dispatch survey of 18 of downtown's newest apartment complexes found that 15 are offering incentives to get tenants in the door. So they talked to a real estate expert downtown because 9 to 10% of apartments downtown are vacant, which is more than double the central Ohio overall vacancy rate. Okay, so we got twice as much vacancy downtown. As the rest of central Ohio, despite the fact that you're being offered one month free rent, two months free rent, free scooter, free this, free that to live downtown. And people are not living downtown. And this real estate expert, his name is Rob Vogt, says the highest vacancies are downtown. That's due to the pandemic and all the product coming online. By that he means... There are a 1,000 apartments downtown that became available early in the pandemic, and there's a bunch more that have come online since then because developers thought downtown was all about the place where people wanted to live, right? You want to live at Miranova. You want to live near Nationwide Arena. You want to live walk to Com field. Downtown is the thing, like millennials. Live downtown, live downtown, live downtown. So I'm reading this story, and I know why people aren't living downtown, and I bet you've already figured out why people are not living downtown. But this story just goes on and on and on and on, and it never gets to what I think is the reason why people are not living downtown is because they don't want to get murdered. Because I have friends who were living downtown, and they were terrified when they happened upon an unruly mob After George Floyd died in Minneapolis. And they now moved out. And they aren't alone. So the dispatch is not in the business. Of ratting out Mayor Andrew Ginther. And his demoralization of Columbus police. And his ineptitude inspiring police to do actual real policing. To get out and risk having themselves captured on video and put before the Civilian Oversight Review Board and having their careers ruined. No, the dispatch is not about that. So pay no attention to the astronomical murder rate in Columbus and the fact that downtown can be terrorized by people on ATVs and motorcycles. No, no. Nobody wants to live downtown because just too many apartments. I mean, just too close to the situation to see what's really going on or just purposeful in their decision to mislead you. You decide, but I know why.